Hi friends, <laughs> welcome back to the Creating Eden podcast. I am your host Eden and this, <laughs> I'm coming into this recording in such a different energy than I have been. <laughs> um, I am laying in my bed with my sweet sweet little daughter snuggled up next to my boobs napping so you may or may not hear some cute little sounds <laughs> oh I love her so much so anyways this podcast episode is going to be my birth story my free birth story so for those of you who maybe this is the first podcast episode of mine you're tuning into and you haven't been following my journey up until this point, um, free birth is birthing outside of the medical system, outside of the midwifery system. Um, it is It is sovereign. It is free birthing in, well... Women can birth in their power in many different ways, but for me, free birth feels like birthing in my power, and oh, I am so excited to share this story. Um, I feel like, yeah, this feels like a really beautiful time um, to record this episode. I'm currently nine days postpartum. My little love is nine days old. I still catch myself looking at her thinking like, how are you real? How are you real? <laughs> um, I think I think because I didn't have any ultrasounds or scans or really any like the only confirmation, um, external confirmation of my pregnancy was the pregnancy test that I took at the beginning. Um, and, you know, now the next time that I get pregnant, not that I'm like, I am not in a rush. I'll I will dive into the why of that, of course, as I tell this story, but um, I do plan to have one more baby. We plan to have one more baby, um, probably not for another like three years, um, just to give us time to really integrate as a family with Flora, our darling daughter, um, and to give myself, my body, time to replenish and recover um, as fully and wholly as possible. Um, because pregnancy is depleting. And I really, really felt that. Oh, I'm, I'm just, oh, I'm getting so excited. I'm getting so excited to tell you this whole story. So anyways, um what was I saying that for? <laughs> Whenever I get pregnant again, I won't be doing any pregnancy tests because I really want to have that experience of like feeling into my body and feeling into my intuition and really trusting that even though I can't, I can't see any evidence of being pregnant other than, you know, missing my bleed. Um, I, I want to experience that like full, full trust. And with this pregnancy, I wasn't expecting to be pregnant. We weren't trying to get pregnant. Um, so it was like a, oh my God, what's happening? Um, 
so anyways, anyways, <laughs> um, because that was my only like confirmation of being pregnant. I think that when she came out, I was like, holy fuck, there is a baby in there <laughs> this whole time. There actually has been a baby in there because I never got to see her. I never got like, you know, that confirmation. Um, so yeah, it was really powerful. Uh, I'm going to take a deep breath. I can't stop smiling. <laughs> <sighs> okay hmm. so let's begin the story of well our free birth mine and my daughter's um so it is so funny the the I birthed her on a Saturday on Friday I had made a real saying like I understand why so many women you know are doing all of these things to try to quote unquote naturally induce labor in my opinion the only natural way to induce well the natural and induce don't go together <laughs> for me um because it is not natural to force our bodies to do something that they're not going to be do they're they're not ready to do um so anywho but i understand because I was so exhausted. My body was in so much pain. I was just like, oh, like, I just want our baby here. I want, I just, I want my baby in my arms. I don't want to be pregnant anymore. This is really hard. And I talked about how, you know, it is hard. It is hard, period. And I understand why people want to escape that hard, you know, because it's uncomfortable, to sit in the discomfort and for me it that that's medicine and um that has there's so much wisdom in learning how to just be with discomfort and oh oh, oh did I scare you <laughs> um yeah there's so much wisdom in how to just be uncomfortable and that was really prominent in in my birth. Um, so yeah, I was like, I don't know how long, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be pregnant for maybe a day, maybe a week, maybe three weeks. I don't know. And I'm not going to know. And I have to just trust that. And so I cried to Florian about how uncomfortable I was and how much it sucked just sitting and waiting but I did it. I just waited and I I went to bed. Um, Florian was out in the living room doing his puzzle and I went to bed and I just sat and I spoke to my baby and I just told her, you know, you do not have to rush just because mommy feels uncomfortable and eager to meet you. Um, you do not have to rush these are my things to feel. These are my things to hold. It's my process to have. You do you. You take as much time as you want. And whenever you are ready, I will be ready to catch you, to meet you. Um, and I just gave her that permission to take her time. Not that she needs, not that she needs my permission, but um, just that confirmation of I am not pressuring you. And that felt really beautiful. And it was so funny. There was kind of this like, voice in the back of my mind <clears throat> and sometimes I like gas myself 
gaslight myself <laughs> into not believing these little voices. And the voice in my mind was like, just you watch now that you have said, like, now that you have fully released that um, any any pressure or any, uh, yeah, any like pressure for it to happen sooner than it's going to, now it's going to happen. And I feel like that was the last like thread um, that I needed to release um, my my grasp on. And sure enough, Florian and I went to sleep around midnight. Big mistake. <laughs> Should have gone to bed earlier. Um, and I had been having period like sensations, cramping. I had been having um, like practice contractions for weeks, like at least three weeks. Um, pretty much every time I went from sitting down to standing up, I would get contractions and they weren't painful. Um, but my whole belly was rock solid. Um, and it was just kind of a uncomfortable sensation, but not pain. Um, anytime I would be walking, my whole uterus would be contracted. And, um, so my body was definitely like, it was prepping, it was getting ready. Um, and there was there was a couple nights in those three weeks where I had, like, it felt like I was going to start day one of my bleed. Um, usually that experience for me is I wake up in the night, my uterus is cramping um, pretty consistently, and then I go to the bathroom and my bleed comes. Um, or, you know, I go to bed with cramping and I wake up in the morning and then my bleed has arrived. So it felt... I had a few nights where it felt like I was going to start my bleed and I was just like moaning a little bit, groaning a little bit, um, rocking myself. Florian got me a hot water bottle. Um, and so we went to bed at 12. I woke up at three and I was dreaming about Florian's parents, which was the first time they had ever appeared in my dreams. And then I woke up and I felt this tightening of my womb. And I was like, ooh, that feels, that feels like the, the like period like sensations that I've been experiencing. And I was like, a little, it feels a little bit more intense than that. Okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the bathroom. So it was 3 a.m. or 3.30. <clears throat> and I woke up, got out of bed after feeling that tightening and got to the doorway and then my water broke. And I was like, babe, babe, my water just broke. And so Florian immediately like wakes up, gets out of bed. I go to the toilet, I go pee and sure enough, like there's waters all in my underwear. And I was like, okay, so I didn't know, I didn't know like the timeline of how anything would happen. Um, but I had seen a lot of women say like when your water breaks, like put on a diaper, go back to bed. So that was my plan because I didn't want to be like, oh I, I didn't know how long I was going to be in labor for 10 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours. Like I, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to start, if it was going to stop. I didn't know if I was actually going to start getting contractions. So I was just like, I'm putting on my diaper and I'm getting back into bed. Um, well, before that I put my diaper on and, uh, and then I said to Florian, like, we should probably just get the the bed and the room ready and then we'll go back to bed so it took us about an hour to fully set up 
And by us, I mean Florian. He did. <laughs> he did most of it. Um, it took us about an hour to to fully set up the room. We had a plastic ma- mattress cover that we slipped on our mattress. Um, we had like just sheets that I had thrifted for a few dollars that we could throw out afterwards. Pulled all the towels out. Pulled all the pup puppy pads out I had a birth basket in the corner of the room with all the supplies in it so we just pulled those out of the basket and set them up and and then yeah we went back or I put up my affirmations on the wall which I'll share later um and then we went back into bed but the first thing the first experience when my water broke um the first thing that I felt was fear I felt so much fear and it was this really interesting fear like oh it was just like deep in my belly fear it was really deep in my belly and I was like oh my goodness like I don't know if I can do this like it's it's happening now oh my gosh oh my gosh and I was immediately thinking about the end of labor and pushing out my baby and how intense that was going to be. So I wasn't allowing myself, you know, the time that it took to actually build up to that intensity. I was immediately going to that intensity thinking, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was like, I'm going to call Aviana and she was going to be at my birth. And then I was like, I'm, I might call my friend who's a doula and get her to come here. And then I was like, oh, I think I need to call my mom. And and then I realized, oh, my goodness, I am already already I've felt one contraction my water has broken and I am already reaching outside of myself for a sense of safety and I've said this many many times in the past on the podcast in my you know Instagram shares in real life it, it working with clients like it is okay to be seeking safety outside of ourselves it is okay there's nothing wrong with that And for me, when I recognized that, when I felt that, I was like, okay, can I resource myself? Can I call upon myself to create safety in this moment? Because yes, I can call my mom. And what is my mom going to say? It's okay, honey, you can do this, right? I can call my best friend. What is she going to say? You've got this. You can do this. I trust you. You trust you. You trust your body, right? What is my doula friend going to say? Brittany, she's going to say the exact same stuff, right? So can I give that to myself? And it turns out, yes, I could. (laughs) Yes, I did. Um, And the beginning of labor was so beautiful once I released that need for safety coming from other people. And of course, like Florian was with me. Um, And uh, he is my like you know, uh, my, he's my love, my partner. Um, and he was really, really solid the entire way through. Um, but once I released that initial fear and came back into the present moment, back into what I was experiencing in the physical, in the moment, I was okay. So we spent a good few hours napping, kissing, hugging, snuggling, and I would wake up, have a contraction, breathe through it, and it felt really soft, really soft. The energy in the room was so soft and tender and loving, really beautiful. 
And um, I was like, is this what it's going to be like? (laughs) Spoiler alert, no. (laughs) No, it did not stay like that the whole time. But I'm really glad I did get to experience that. Um, Florian and I caught everything on video. Well, Florian, it was all him. He caught everything on video, different angles. He like set my phone up on the tripod and then he had his phone in his hand and he would set it up in different places around the room, depending on where my positioning was. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I was, I was just reflecting on some of the earlier labor videos and there was one where I was laying on the bed and I had my eyes closed and I was having a contraction and I was just like, just like humming and gently moaning through it and then I had a big exhale and I was like there's so much relief when I'm done when it's done and like I looked like I was in such a deep state of pleasure it was really beautiful and I was like wow I forgot how beautiful and pleasurable the beginning of my labor was there was a moment where um yeah Florian and I were kissing and I was like do I want to have sex with you right now (laughs) because it was just so juicy and delicious and like the energy we were both in it was just like ah we're so present so fully present with each other um Oh, it was so beautiful. It felt like we were, um, felt like we were on, um, mushrooms or in a mushroom ceremony and just so present with each other. It was really, really beautiful and just, oh, so yummy. So yummy. (laughs) And so I think that, uh, that energy kind of stayed until about eight or nine in the morning. Um, So by eight or nine in the morning, um, things started to get a little bit more intense and Florian did such amazing job. He like, he was like tracking everything. He was just like, uh, one thing that I was kind of worried about is I wanted to make sure that I was still peeing and able to go to the bathroom. Um, and, uh, So I was like, can you just write down what time it is? Because I just went pee. Like, I want to make sure that I'm still peeing. Um, So he was like writing down things like when things got a little bit more intense. um, Just for us to look back on. And uh, yeah, so I think around 10, it got a lot more intense. And um, it was, I was feeling a lot of sensation in my back. And I was having a very internal experience. By, by this point, I don't think I was talking much. I don't think I spoke almost at all um, until baby came out from this point onward. And uh, hmm, I think I was standing with my hands on our bed. I was just swaying my hips from side to side. I was feeling a lot of sensation in my back and... Um, Florian put, had put a hot water bottle on my back and that felt really great. That was a tip from my sister that she shared with me. Oh, hi, honey. (laughs) 
um, was when she felt a lot of sensation in her back. Her midwives put a heating pad on her back, so, um, oh, are you good? don't know if you can hear her she's so cute um so yeah that that felt really good that helped um but then it got too intense for me to stand and I was like I need to be on my hands and knees and I got onto the bed on our on my hands and knees and um I have never experienced sensation like that before in my life (laughs) and I think it started to get a lot more intense um because Florian was like do you do you want Aviana here do you want her here now or after and I remember thinking like there's nowhere for her to be like our bedroom is pretty small um it felt like there was a lot of energy feeling filling the room with just me and Florian and us moving around like I was like there's nowhere for her to be and also there's nothing for her to do I thought that I was going to have a much more external experience where I was like reaching outside being like I need you to give me this affirmation I need you to tell me this I need this I need that Um, but it was so internal that I was like, there's nothing anyone can do for me right now. Like Florian is supporting, he's holding the space, he's keeping me grounded, but there's literally nothing else anyone can do. So I was like, tell her to come after. Um, and uh, yeah, at some point I got on onto the floor because our bed is really beautiful um, and soft and so being on my hands and knees it was hurting my wrists and I really needed something really firm so that my wrists could be supported a bit more so we set up a little like blankets towels puppy pad things pillows in the corner of our of our room and I got on the floor on my hands and knees and um, this was when it got very intense and I was like I was hardly even present with the room around me my eyes were closed almost the whole time um and I just I just remember thinking like I need to find a more comfortable position than being on my hands and knees And so I was trying, (laughs) I would like try to lay on my side and have my leg up in the air and have Florian hold my leg. And like, that was excruciating. I did not like that at all. As soon as I would lay down and a contraction would start, I'd be like, oh my God, oh, I can't, I can't, it's too much. And, um, I always ended up back on my hands and knees, um, No matter how hard I tried to shift into a different position, um, I always ended up back on my hands and knees. But at this point, I think I was still in that um, kind of just like moaning and groaning my way through the contractions. Um, But it was intense. And I remember feeling like this, like this doesn't feel right this does not feel right. And it made me really grateful for a comment that I think I shared before in in a podcast episode. I'm not sure which one, but um, that Hannah 
who I've worked with multiple times. Um, her Instagram is the primal priestess. I had a session with her where I was sharing my fears about giving my power away in my birth. And, um, she had shared with me one of the main reasons she had seen first time mothers who were free birthing transferred to the hospital was because it felt wrong. And she had just reflected to me like, yeah, birth feels wrong. <laughs> Straight up, it feels wrong. And you know, this might not be everybody's experience, but it was definitely my experience. So I'm really glad she shared that with me. Um, because it felt so fucking wrong. It felt like my hips, like the sensation I was feeling was in my hips, my back, and of course the front, um, my whole uterus, my belly, um, just everything was just like being ripped apart slowly. And, oh, it was excruciating. <laughs> and it did, it felt so wrong. It felt like my body was breaking and, um, I was like, there's no way I can do this. There's no way. And I remember just being so tired that I just wanted to lay down. But it, I was so uncomfortable, I couldn't lay down. And I was like, how am I going to keep going? How am I going to keep doing this? Like, what if I'm in labor for days? How am I going to keep, like, how am I going to do it? I, I can't. I can't. And I was really in that and again, mind you, this was all so internal. Like Florian had, I, I'm going to do a podcast episode with him where um, he shares his experience of um, that that birth experience where he shares his perspective because I'm so curious to know what his experience was um, because I was so silent other than like my primal moaning and groaning, but um he had no idea what was going on in my mind. And I felt like I was slaying dragons. Like I felt like I was meeting all of my edges and all of my demons. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> fighting and fighting and fighting. And he had no idea. Um, so on the outside, I look like I'm just really into the experience. And on the inside, I'm like, oh my God, I don't think I can do this, blah, blah, blah. And I actually got to the point where <laughs> I got to the point where I was really considering, like, I'm, I'm going to the hospital. I'm fucking done. I can't do this. I'm exhausted. This hurts so much more than I thought it would. Like, this is so much more intense. I was like sweating. I was just peeing on the ground because I was like, I am not getting up to go to the bathroom, which was also like, yeah. <laughs> She's stirring. Yeah, my love. She's so cute. How many times am I going to say that? Who knows? Um, but yeah, that was also something that Hannah shared at one point on her Instagram story of like, I just pissed on the ground. And I love that she shared that because for me, I was like, I can't get up. And I, I said to Florian, like, I'm just going to pee right here. And he was like, okay. And so I would just like be peeing on the ground. I was just, ugh, I was a mess. I was a mess. Um, but in my mind, I was like, I get it. 
I fully get it. If I was in a hospital right now, I would be like, give me the epidural. Give me all of the fucking drugs. I don't want to feel this. This is too much, too intense. I can't do it. I'm so tired. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, the only thing, the only thing, and I'm really surprised at my experience, um, but the only thing that stopped me from actually going to the hospital was the fact that I couldn't even walk to the front door if I tried, <laughs> which I was in, I, w- I was in transition at this point, which um, I think is transitioning from active labor labor into like pushing and um that's where I was at but I had this full moment of I get it I totally get it because if that was available to me right now I would totally take it if escaping this experience was an option for me I would take it Because it was like every other super intense experience that I've ever had multiplied by a thousand. (laughs) And I wish, (laughs) I wish that I could come on here and say like, oh my god, this was so beautiful. Like, oh, it was amazing. Or like, oh, I had this ecstatic, pleasurable, blissful birth or Um, You know, it was like this crazy psychedelic experience where I drifted off to the cosmos and I was in my body, but I was not. No, (laughs) no, that was not my experience. And if that was your experience or that's the experience you want, like amazing. Um, My experience, very, very different, very different, very in my body, very intense. Um, And I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up. And I had a moment where I thought... Um, one of the most traumatic experiences that I've had was when I was a professional dancer working on a cruise ship, I was dancing on a ship. Um, the second contract that I did, the ship I was on went through this like un, um, foreseen storm and it was classed like above a category five hurricane. And we were stuck in the middle of that storm for eight hours. And uh, like, I, I remember just laying on the bed and watching this lanyard that was hanging and it would drift all the way one way and then only come back to center, drift all the way one way, only come back to center. And I remember when it would come back to center or when it would drift all the way, I'd be like, please, please, please. Like, I thought we were going to tip and to capsize. Um, and then it would come back and I would be like, okay, okay. And I would alternate between sitting down and laying up, <laughs> laying down and sitting up. So when I would sit up, I would get really nauseous because we were rocking so intensely. And then I would need to lay down. And then when I would lay down, I would get so anxious that I couldn't lay down anymore. And I would sit up and I did that for like eight hours. My body full fight or flight mode. And I was just trapped, trapped in the middle of the ocean in this fucking huge storm. Things were breaking all over the ship. Water was coming in the doors, leaking down the stairwell, which like when you're underneath the water line on a ship and you see water running down like cascading down a stairwell 
let me tell you, that is traumatizing. That is terrifying. And anyways, so this was the most traumatic experience of my life up until this point. And I remember having a moment where I said to myself in my mind, I would way fucking rather be back in that storm right now than be giving birth to this baby right now. And wow, like it shocks me. It shocks me. And I don't want <laughs> I don't want me sharing this experience to to put anybody off of having their own free birth experience if that's what they desire. And I'm also going to be truthful. I'm going to be honest and share my my honest experience and that's what was going through my head was just I would pick that trauma over this because this feels worse and um then at one point my knees oh because I was still on my hands and knees and I think it was about my daughter was born at like three almost four excuse me she was born at um almost four just before four And I think at hmm, maybe like 12, 30, 1 o'clock, maybe at 1, I transferred back onto the bed because my knees were fucked. I, I couldn't be on the hard ground on my knees anymore. And so I transferred to the bed and, um, and this was when my body started to really like bear down and start pushing on its own. Um, And I remember like I was at this point, I was not getting any ounce of break or relief or anything in between contractions. It was just like, yeah, she must've been in the birth canal or just like, I don't know. I don't know (laughs) where she was, but she was down because my hips felt like they were really pulled open and that was really painful. Um, And they would stay there even after the contraction was over. I still felt the pain of my hips being separated. And um, yeah, at this point I was like, I had been like, yes, this feels so fucking wrong. And I heard Hannah's voice over and over and over again saying, yep, birth feels wrong, keep going. Birth feels wrong, keep going. And so I kept going. And um, I'll share the affirmations that I have there. I'm looking at them right now. Um, So the first one that I had is, it is safe for me to feel fear. And that felt really powerful at the beginning of my labor when I was like seeking outside of myself for that safety um and then the fear there was no time to feel the fear (laughs) when I was really deep in that active labor um and then my next affirmation was it is safe for me to feel out of control um I have heard a lot of people's experience where they feel like they're out of control, like their body is just doing things without their permission, without their prompting, um, and it can feel really scary. So for me, I wanted to affirm that it is safe for me to feel out of control. And actually, that affirmation didn't feel 
as necessary during my birth as it did after. And I will share, I'm going to share the whole thing, but I'll dive into that in a bit. Um, The next one, my body can hold this intensity. That was my lifeline. It was my absolute lifeline. It's the one that I kept looking at and repeating in my mind because it felt like too much, right? And I was having these experiences in my mind of like, I want to go to the hospital. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to feel this. Um, I just, I can't do it. It's too much. I would rather be in the other most traumatic experience of my life than this. This feels more intense. This feels more traumatic. This feels way harder and scarier than than that did. And, you know, I don't think so. I think that I wanted to go back and be in that experience instead because I knew what happened, right? I already know that I could survive that experience. Whereas giving birth or receiving this intensity of birth, I didn't know if I could handle it or not. I didn't know if I could hold it or not. Um, So having that affirmation uh, my body can hold this intensity. It was really powerful, really powerful for me, especially at this like pushing phase. Um, and yeah, like, oh, I'm really, I'm really hesitant to, to share the, <laughs> to share, um, this part I'll share it in a, in a little bit, but I will share it because it's my experience. It's what happened. Um, so meanwhile, Florian's being great. He's just putting a hand on me. Um, just as that reassurance, like I'm still here, (laughs) I'm still here. And, um, yeah, I was, I was just, there was a moment where I was like, Ooh, should I feel where my baby is at? And I heard a little voice be like, no, don't feel yet. Don't feel yet. And I didn't listen to that voice. Um, And I felt I reached my hands up inside of my vagina and I couldn't feel anything. Um, Or what I felt was so high up that I was like, oh my God. And I remember having this like panic moment inside thinking like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I, I felt, like, so far away from actually having her out that I I almost, like, again, like, I could have really sabotaged my own birth in that moment, but I physically could not have gotten to... Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I physically could not have gotten to the front door, let alone sit in the fucking car, like, (laughs) to go to the hospital. So, like, I'm grateful (laughs) that I didn't go because that's absolutely not, that's not what my, like, grounded, conscious, um, not in that experience self would have wanted. Um, But in that moment, I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And, you know, again, Florian had no idea. (laughs) He had no idea that I'm at this edge of I can't do it. 
this is too much. This is too hard. I'm so exhausted. I remember just like, I wanted to cry. I so badly wanted to cry, but I couldn't because it was so intense that I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even soften enough to cry. Oh, I so badly wanted to cry. But anyways, my next affirmation was my body knows how to give birth. Um, And that was really supportive because I was questioning this like bearing down feeling that I had. And that was when I transitioned from like the moaning and groaning and like deep kind of sounds to like full grunting. Like Florian even said, I have never heard sounds like that come out of you before. And I was like, dude, me either. (laughs) I have never made those sounds before. But it was so out of my control. Um, And I remember questioning when I reached up and I felt and I couldn't feel any, like I expected to feel her head or something. I don't know. Um, But I couldn't feel anything. And so I was questioning, like, should I be pushing right now? And I, again, like it wasn't actively pushing. It was my body was just doing it for me. Um, but that's when I really came back to that affirmation. My body knows how to give birth. My mind doesn't know how to give birth. My mind the whole time (laughs) was telling me that I couldn't do it, that I was too tired, that I didn't know how, that, you know, I was too exhausted, that it was too hard. All of these things, my mind was telling me all of the reasons why I couldn't do it. But my body kept doing it. So that was really supportive to have. My body knows how to give birth. My body knows how to give birth. My body knows how to give birth. Mm. Yeah. And my next affirmation was I trust my baby. And at this point, like, I had seen some blood started to come out. And, um... I was, again, still on my hands and knees, rocking forwards and backwards. I had a pile of pillows in front of me. Um, and when I saw the blood, I, I got scared. I got scared again. Um, and in my mind, these thoughts, these thoughts came. And, like, is my baby okay? Should I be bleeding at this point? What if my baby's not alive? Um, and that was when... Um, Noelle, her, I really, really connected to her energy in, in this part of my birth where, um, I've shared how her story of sharing the free birth and death of her daughter really impacted me. Mm. And I'm just so grateful to have witnessed her and to have had her energy, to have called in her energy at that point. Um, Oh. Mm. Because I was thinking, what if my baby's dead? Should I be bleeding? What if she's dead? And of course I didn't, I didn't like have the confirmation it was she, but I knew the whole time I knew, um, and yeah, that was when I just felt Noelle, and she, she was like, it's okay, and I was like, okay, I have to do this anyways, 
I have to push this baby out anyways. So I can, I can deal with, I can handle whatever comes after. And I was like, I don't care. At this point, I can't focus on that. I don't care. I need to focus on pushing this baby out, getting this baby out. And I'll deal with what comes after when, when it's there. And I really felt held by Noelle in that moment. So, oh. Yeah, that was a... That was a really, really powerful um, piece. And... Yeah, that was when I just trusted. I just had to choose to trust because trust is a choice. And I think I might have said this in my previous podcast episode, My Baby Might Be Breach. Trust is a choice. And how do I choose to trust? In that moment, it was I choose to stay connected to my body. I choose to do exactly what I need to do to to birth this baby. Instead of spiraling out, instead of panicking and reaching outside of myself for safety, it was I choose to trust. I choose to continue going with the flow of this birth. I choose to let it unfold. And I've been saying this. I feel like I really really got so many opportunities to embody everything that I've been speaking throughout this pregnancy and I'm really grateful as fucking hard as it was I am really grateful that I got so many opportunities because without having this birth experience everything that I said was just talk like it felt to me it felt like it was just talk and Of course, like, I still wanted to share my experience of I'm choosing to trust, even though in the moment I might change my mind. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to unfold. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm choosing to trust. Like, I am so grateful that I got the opportunity to embody those choices because I really did. And I feel like those, um, like, very clear moments of at the beginning I want to seek for safety outside of myself. No. Resource within. Trust yourself. Okay. And then I can't do this. I need to go to the hospital and escape and run away from this experience. No, that's actually not an option for you. You're in it. You just got to ride it out. Okay. There's nowhere for me to go. Then like, again, trying to escape by wanting to go back to a different traumatic experience. And I'm going to say my birth felt so intense that it felt traumatic and traumatic in a different way than birthing in the system where it didn't feel traumatic because of the people outside of me doing things to me that I didn't want done to me. Not that kind of traumatic, but traumatic in the sense that it was so fucking intense that I almost couldn't hold the intensity. And yeah, I almost couldn't hold it all. And like, you know, like Florian, he he was there and he was holding the space. But again, like he didn't know the degree 
of intensity that was happening inside of me as well he also didn't know the physical sensation but he could witness right he witnessed me writhing and grunting and moaning and not being able to even look at him um but that moment of like I want to escape back to a different traumatic experience that I know I can hold and then in being like nope you're in this one be present with this okay and now this one like what if my baby is dead then then your baby is dead what are you gonna do you still have to birth this baby regardless can you trust that if this baby comes out breathing that's how they were meant to come out if this baby comes out not alive, that's how they were meant to come out. And you will know how to navigate it or you will be able to navigate it. Regardless of how much it destroys you, you will be okay. And then yes, I got that edge and was just like, okay, I just have to birth this baby. I release control. I I, I feel myself wanting to control this situation, to control this outcome, but I, I have no control. So, yeah, I'm really grateful that I got that opportunity to embody all of those things that I've been saying. And this is the first time that I'm actually realizing since birthing um, that that's what happened is I, I met all those edges I met all those stories and I got to, I got to continue moving forward instead of succumbing to those stories. Um, And uh, I got to, I got to embody them. Oh, I knew, I knew recording this, like this for me is, is the second step to, to integrating my experience because it was so big. Um, yeah, I knew that this was going to be a really, really powerful way to begin the integration process or continue the integration process. Um, and because of that, like, I just realized, wow, how beautiful is that? How beautiful is that, that I got to have all of these experiences? Um, and now I get to see them. I get to see it in this way. Whereas, of course, when I was in it, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> um, so anyways, back to the timeline of this of this birth. So where I trust my baby came in um, and yeah, I shared that I, I reached up and I couldn't feel anything and I felt so defeated and was just like, I'm going to be here for so much longer. I can't do it. I'm so exhausted. You know, mind you, this was coming up on 11 hours probably at this point of labor after only three hours of sleep um I was fucking exhausted and and to those of you who like have had 24 36 48 hour labors I fucking bow at your feet I do not know how anyone could be in such intensity for so long oh it blows my mind so like I fucking bow to you because that like this oh I just I have no words (laughs) I have no words oh man 
But anyways, I got to a point where it felt like I was like, I felt a little bit of relief with the pushing. And I was really just like, (laughs) super deep, super grunty. Um, My body, it felt like, it felt like, you know, the moment when you're taking a poo and your body just pushes it out for you and you don't have to think about it. It felt like that times a thousand. <laughs> like that's the way that like my body was just like pushing it out. Um, and I actually started throwing up. I, I asked Florian to grab me the bowl um, and I started throwing up. So it was this really weird sensation of like things coming out on being pushed out on both ends. <laughs> um, that was horrible. <laughs> like that was... Oh, that fucking sucked. Pushing and grunting and throwing up at the same time. And I had thrown up at the beginning of my labor. Um, and I had some diarrhea at the beginning, like just my body fully clearing itself to have this experience. Um, but coming back to that, yeah, that end throwing up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But then after that, I heard a little voice that was like, okay, reach again, feel again. And so I stuck my hand in and I felt and I could feel something. I didn't know what it was because again, I was like, is is she breached? Is she not breached? Am I going to feel a butt? Am I going to feel a head? I don't know, but I trust. And it was really cool that I had already um, had that process with the, with thinking like she may or may not be breach um because I didn't care in that moment I didn't care I was like she's gonna come out regardless I don't care which way um but I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was a head or not um and what was really cool was we had some mirrors set up I had one in front of me and one to the side so I was kind of at a diagonal and I could see I could see like my hips and my butt um and Florian was at the end of the bed behind me which was it was exactly what every time I visualized this birth that was exactly what I visualized me being on my hands and knees like that Florian being at the end of the bed behind me catching our baby that was exactly what I visualized and it was happening so anyways when I felt the second time I felt something it was still a little bit of a ways up it wasn't right at the entrance of my vagina but I felt something and then I felt really encouraged so like I could totally understand how discouraging it would be to have cervical checks throughout this process if as much as I was like, get me to the hospital right fucking now, drug me up, I don't give a fuck, I don't want to feel this. As much as I was in that energy and that experience, I still, I couldn't imagine anyone actually being around me. Like, I could not imagine anyone actually reaching their hands up inside of me and, and like telling me, oh, you're this much dilated. Like, I can't even imagine that. Oh, I can't imagine it. I can't. <laughs> I can't um that would have been excruciating and also if I heard like oh you're only four centimeters dilated I I would have been so discouraged and like even just feeling for myself not knowing any numbers or metrics or whatever like I felt discouraged right 
But the second time I felt and I felt something, I was like, oh, I can feel, I can feel. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. We're close. And I am so grateful. (laughs) I am so grateful that I listened to that little voice and, um, and felt because that really gave me the, yeah, a little bit of energy to keep going. Um, and, um, yeah, so the wave would come, I would bear down, I would push, I would grunt. I really thought the next day that my throat was going to be absolutely destroyed because the sounds and the depth of the sounds that were coming out of me were like, oh, just so guttural. Like that is the best word. Just so fucking guttural. And I kept riding those waves where it felt like my body was being split in half. It felt like my hips like were being ripped, like pulled and ripped from side to side. Um, There was no ounce of like relief and sensation whatsoever. And um, yeah, I kept going. Don't know for how long. And then I heard that little voice again, like feel again. And so I reached down and I feel again and I was crowning and I was like, well, she was crowning Um, and it was her head. And still at this point, I was, I was just like, it didn't even, I didn't even think about it, but it was her head. Um, And then I heard that little voice that was like, just a few more and I'll be out. So now I'm like, oh, it was my sweet little baby just guiding me. Um, And I was like, okay, I can do it. I can do a few more contractions. Like I can do a few more pushes. I can do it. And (laughs) oh my gosh. So I felt that like she would come out a little bit and come back in. She would come out and come back in. And that slow stretching of, yeah, the, my vagina my whole everything (laughs) my whole being she was stretching my entire being um and then it got to a point where I could hold her in place (laughs) and let the contraction pass and I felt in that moment oh my god I felt like my clitoris was going to rip in half. And it's so interesting because there's so much conversation on this fear of tearing. Um, And I never had like a big fear of tearing. Um, I don't think that unless it's like I actually rip in half or rip to my butthole, like I don't think that tearing is really a big deal. I think that just like any other cut, um, not any other cut, but any other like minor um cuts like our body knows how to heal our body can heal um internal and external you know our bodies are healing beings right um so it never really like I I never held this this deep fear about it but it was kind of there just like I wonder if I'll tear or not what will that experience be like I think I was more afraid of the after pain of of the tear than the actual tear um and I felt in that moment like my clitoris is gonna rip in half holy fuck if I keep pushing I'm gonna rip I'm I'm totally gonna rip and (laughs) 
<laughs> the way that I said that. Um, and in that moment, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I literally do not give a fuck. Get this fucking baby out right now. I was like, rip me all the way in half. I don't give a shit. Like, I need to get this baby out. Because um, I had that, like, do I let her go back in? And like stretch me a few more times but I was like no I am so done I am like I'm over it I do not want to be in this experience anymore get her out of me and so the next wave came and I was just like Aah! and I bared down him and I pushed and her head came out and um I could see in the mirror which was so cool I could see in the mirror that her head was out and I was like okay okay like and then I was like, holy fuck, it's a real baby. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, like I'm actually pregnant. <laughs> because it's been just like, yeah, there's a baby in there. My belly is big. I could feel her moving around. <laughs> but it was that actual physical, I can see you. You are here. You are real. And I was like, oh. Oh, my mind was exploding with just like, how is this real? This, there's an actual real live baby. And, uh, next push came. I pushed out her shoulders and her body and she was just dangling out of me. And Florian was so like, I'm so excited for you to hear his experience of this. <laughs> because he was also in his own like, holy fuck, you know, for him he's just witnessing this unseen experience that I'm having inside and then all of a sudden the head comes out and he's like oh fuck there's actually something happening in there right like he couldn't feel her moving down lower and lower and lower um but he was just like he was filming and he was just like in complete shock he didn't know what to do <laughs> and then her arm popped out and uh I was like help me <laughs> help me help me <laughs> and then he put his phone down and he caught her as she like yeah burst out of me um and uh I lifted my leg and he passed her through my legs into my arms and I sat back and I had her on my chest and oh oh the amount of relief my goodness <laughs> The amount of relief that I felt was huge. And then I was feeling this like complete shock that, oh my God, there's actually a baby here. Oh my God, I actually just birthed a baby. And then like I saw that she was a girl and I was like, I fucking knew it. And then I was crying and I was just like, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. And like I had so many people tell me, oh, I dreamt that you you're, you had your baby and it was a boy. Um, oh, I really feel boy energy for you. And, um, you know, every time I think about you with your baby, like I just feel like it's a boy. All I can think about is a boy. And like I knew, I knew the moment that I connected with this little baby spirit that she was a girl and I knew it. And I questioned myself so much with so many people outside of me telling otherwise telling me otherwise like random people just sending me a message on Instagram like I think you're having a boy I'm, I, I just like was so questioning myself so that moment 
of confirmation. I was just like, I, I am so intuitive. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like some highly intuitive women, um, super powerful intuitive women, like they, they will feel one way and still have the baby and it'd be different, you know? So like, who knows? I didn't know the whole time, but I did know. I knew, but I was so scared to actually fully trust myself in case I was wrong. But that moment where I was just like, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. And you were telling me it was you. And you were telling me to trust you and to trust myself. And like, I was really struggling, but it was you. It was you the whole time. Um, Oh, it was just such a beautiful experience. And she came out like floppy. She cried a little bit, but she was like um, a little bit gurgly. And that was something that I was a little bit fearful of as well of um, am I going to panic if she takes a while to fully land and start breathing Um, because I know like you keep baby connected to cord baby's connected to their lifeline baby's connected to their oxygen flow they they're going to be okay if you keep them connected to the cord Um, sometimes it takes baby five minutes to start breathing you know, but I was just scared that in that moment, I wasn't going to be able to stay grounded enough and be able to actually resource myself to feel safe, um, to let her, you know, struggle a little bit and cough it up and um, start breathing. But I was so chill. I was just like talking to her. I like was just gently had my hand on her back. I wasn't like, you know, intensely, vigorously rubbing her or I wasn't really doing anything other than this feeling of soothing her by gently rubbing her back and was just saying like, you got it, baby girl, you got it, you can do this, I know it's hard, I know, it's gonna take a little while. And then eventually she like coughed whatever fluids might have been there still and, and um, yeah, and then she, she was breathing and she was great and I was just holding her to my chest and Florian was on my shoulder just looking at her and Dude, she was so slippery. <laughs> she was so covered in vernix and so slippery. Um, it was hard to like <laughs> keep a hold of her. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just like, wow, she's actually real and she's here. And then I was like, that's the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire fucking life. And I was just sobbing at that. Um, and the fact that it was over. Oh, so much relief. My goodness. Mm. So then Florian got us some, or got me some pillows and laid them down behind me so that I could slowly lay down onto my back. And I just had her on my chest and um, the cord lengthened a little bit so I could have her a little bit higher. And she was there. And she was perfect. And everything felt perfect and um yeah Florian went out of the room I think to get the dryer on um or pull the warm towels out of of the dryer um and uh yeah when he was out of the room I felt contraction and again my body just pushed and my placenta flopped out onto the bed and this was probably only 10 or 15 minutes after 
Um, so I wasn't even thinking about my placenta at this point. I, I kind of expected it to take an hour or two for the placenta to come out, but it was like, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm ready. And so I'm laying in the bed and I feel my placenta flop out. And I was like, Florian, <laughs> Florian, the placenta, the placenta's here. Get a bowl. Well, we already had the bowl in the room, but he came back in the room and he grabbed the bowl and he pulled, there was like a little corner of the placenta that still was inside me. And he gently pulled the rest out of me and put it in the bowl and put the bowl beside me. And <sighs> and like, then I was like, I am done. I am fully done. And I, I was just in complete awe. Um, I think like an hour after, I don't know how accurate that timeline is, but um, Aviana came and at the beginning of my labor, I was like, I need a chocolate croissant. <laughs> so she brought me a chocolate croissant. And again, this was like, it was probably like 5 p.m. by the time that she, she got here. So baby had been out for like an hour. Um, and... Uh, she cut up the croissant into pieces and she just fed it to me. She made me tea. She made me soup. It was like, it was so, so supportive to have her there after because there was nothing, there was literally nothing that she could have done throughout the actual labor and birth process. There was nothing for her to do. Um, my, yeah, like ask of her was to be that, like that woman in the room with me that could feel me emotionally, but I, I didn't need that. And I remember speaking to, um, a, a, an Instagram friend, um, about her free birth experience and she free birthed with just her and her partner. And I was really doubting my desire for it to just be the two of us. Um, because I had heard so many other women have the experience of like, I just wanted a woman there with me. I just wanted, like a woman who like a wise woman who's walked this path path before like I just needed that there or um somebody who's done it before me that I could look at and they would say like you can do this trust whatever affirmation um and I didn't need that and I I felt that I didn't need that but I really questioned it and in the moment it turns out I didn't need that um and that's okay you know um wow she's like I'm pretty animated right beside her and she's just chilling yeah you're just chilling um but anyways it was the after having her support thereafter was exactly oh. yeah was exactly what <clears throat> what I needed and what we needed so that Florian could be in bed beside me with her um and Aviana could support us by making food and <clears throat> and tea and feeding me. Being spoon-fed was great. Like, I felt so loved. <laughs> I felt so loved. And then just to have her there to cry with me. Like, Florian cried with me too. Um, but to have that sister energy with her crying with me. And, you know, I showed her the the video of Flora coming out and she just sobbed as she as she watched it and she was just saying like how proud she was of me and 
And yeah, um, I had some really intense body shakes after and my older sister who she's had four babies. I've spoken about her a lot throughout this, uh, season of podcast episodes. Um, she also shared with me that that's what she experiences after birth. Like she's so shaky because it's such an intense experience for her. And, um, so I, I knew that that was normal. Whereas had she potentially not shared that with me, like I might've questioned, is there something wrong with me? Um, you know, it ended up being 12 hours of labor and, um, you know, that's, that's a long time. (laughs) It's really physically taxing and it's a long time. And again, I know that some women have three, four times, five times as long of labors as that, but I was exhausted. And Florian, oh my God, he held that space so beautifully. Um, He was quiet the whole time. He was, you know, just offering me sips of water, um, offering me bites of food. And he was just, he was perfect. Like there's nothing else that I needed from him. He did exactly what he needed to do. Um, and I'm really, really grateful, but even for him, like holding that, holding space for that much intensity, um, for so long on three hours of sleep, man, like I'm, I, I applaud him, you know, and he was exhausted too. Um, but my body was just trembling and shaking and, um, that, that was when I started to connect with the affirmation. It is safe for me to feel out of control because I I felt like I couldn't control those, those shakes. And, um, I think I definitely, had I been alone, I would have let those shakes fully, fully go as, as hard as they needed to go. Um, because my thought process now is yes, my body's exhausted, but, um, holding that much intensity, my body needed to shake it out. Uh, And I don't think I fully let my body shake as much as it needed to. And, you know, that's okay. I know for next time. Um, But, yeah. Uh, Then we were ready to burn the cord. And um, I I don't know if I would burn the cord again. (laughs) Um, It was, yeah, it was beautiful. Um... But I think I might in the future just just cut it uh, still in a ceremonial way um, a few hours after. I think we, we burned the cord like four hours after she was born. So um, there was not, yeah, like the cord was white and limp and all of that. And I, I felt I felt ready. Um, but yeah, we burn the cord and you can't really burn it as like, you can't really burn it close to their body. So the end was really long. It was really beautiful to, um, you know, give thanks to the placenta and just honor, um, how this organ, this being really supported the health and the growth of my baby and, um, so we took the time to give thanks and really honor and acknowledge the power that the placenta held. And, um, and then we told baby, like, it's time to separate you. 
like the placenta has done its job and it did its job so beautifully and so well and now it's time to say goodbye and we got to yeah be really intentional in that way and then we burned the cord um but it took a while and uh yeah and then the cord was just really long and there's like kind of like ashy skin like that was like getting on me and yeah so anyways when that started drying out um when it was like uh, the next day I think uh we were like this is way too long and it was dry enough that we just boiled some scissors for a while and then we just cut the rest until it was just a little stub and then that was a lot more comfortable for her um so yeah I think I would do it a little bit differently um the next time just for yeah sake of ease um and only cutting once but hey hmm, we learn we learn as we go um so yeah what else hmm ah okay so I'll fast forward to the next day I'm pretty sure she just slept in my arms I hardly slept. I I just was staring at her and just in complete disbelief and awe that she was here. Um, oh, yeah, before I go to the next day. Um, I was feeling fear about not peeing fast enough. Um, I was told I needed to pee like two or three hours after or four hours after or something. I don't know. And I didn't feel like I needed to pee so I was getting like yeah stressed out and I felt like I felt like I was really really dysregulated um and really ungrounded and really dysregulated and and so the fear that I was feeling felt really huge um and I didn't really I didn't really speak it but finally I peed and I was like I'm not getting up (laughs) I am not getting up right now Um, so I just peed on the bed. (laughs) Like I had the towels and the puppy pads and the sheet, the plastic sheet under. So I was like, I don't care. I'm peeing right here. (laughs) Um, so I did that and then I felt like, okay, I can, I can relax a little bit more. Okay. Um, so anyways, the next day I woke up and I still had a lot of those shakes and I was still just feeling so much fear, so much dysregulation. Um, and then I realized like that, I think I felt the fullness of the intensity of that experience and it was scary. It was really scary and I needed to process just how big and intense that felt. And so Florian just held me and baby was in my arms and I just fucking sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and let my whole body tremble and shake and convulse and just said like that was so scary that was so scary that was so scary um and just let myself feel that and uh that to me felt like I allowed myself to complete the like trauma cycle um where instead of pushing it down and storing it oh my little one (laughs) 
instead of pushing it down and storing it and letting it, you know, get stuck in my body, I completed that, that cycle, that release. Um, and that's what it felt like in, in the morning was that I got to complete the release of the intensity of that experience. And, and I think that was, that was, um, like hard or scary for Florian to witness because, you know, he's held space for all of my, like, past trauma that's come up to be felt and cleared um and that felt wholly different having the real-time um processing of that experience as opposed to oh I'm crying about this thing that happened to me years ago um so yeah it was a lot it was a lot um for him as well to hold But I'm really glad. I'm really glad I got that out and I got to complete that. Um, It was really, yeah, really necessary for me. Um, So, yeah. And now we're getting in the groove of taking care of our sweet little lady. Oh, she's so beautiful and she's so precious and she's starting to stir and open her eyes so I should probably uh, (laughs) wrap this up Um, but I am a completely different woman coming out of this experience than I was going in I have never been more proud of myself I have never felt stronger I have never felt more powerful I have never felt more embodied than I do now Um, and part of me is like, I can't believe that I am the woman that I've dreamt of being. I can't believe I did what, what that version of me would do. I can't believe I did it. I am so shocked and so proud of myself. And I love as, as intense and hard as that was, I love that that was my experience Oh, and it feels so good. It feels so good to say that because honestly, that next day cry, I was like, I'm fucking traumatized. Oh, but it did. It felt like a lot. It felt really intense. It was the hardest thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Not just the physical sensation, but not, not giving up, not succumbing to all of the little stories and little well, not little, but like big stories and edges that I met along the way. Um, I'm so proud of myself and I just can't believe that I am who I am. And uh, like I free birthed my baby. What? Wow. I think there was a big part of me that was still doubting my ability and to now know that I did that I fucking did that I'm amazing (laughs) Um, but I definitely come out of this experience with a whole different perspective and view of birth and a whole different perspective and view of free birth Um, I before this I thought like ah anyone can free birth you just have to choose it and while that can be true um by choosing free birth hi 
you're not just choosing to have your baby outside of the medical system. You are choosing to meet all of your edges. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that I feel is if you cannot resource yourself or create the amount of safety within yourself to have that experience, then maybe free birthing won't be the safest or most supportive path for you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just came out, out of that experience just like, holy fuck, that was so intense. And again, like maybe you free birthed and it was the most pleasurable, ecstatic, orgasmic birth experience and the complete opposite end of the spectrum of mine. Like, and that's the thing too, is I think that we get what we need. As hard as that might be to receive, I think that we get what we need from our births. Um, and I needed to meet all of those specific edges and not prove to myself, but yeah, prove to myself like, hey, look at how strong I am. Look at what I can actually hold. Look at what I can actually endure to bring life into this world. Look at how much I can trust myself. Look at how much I can trust my body. Look at how much I can trust my baby my path like look at it all um so oh yeah it's so funny in my instagram stories i was like i'm probably gonna save my free birth story for next season nah i think i'm gonna end this season with my free birth story and probably open next season with my postpartum experience and all of the all of the mothering stuff that's come up in in that that time um but yeah the last thing that i will touch on is how fucking amazing i feel not being pregnant anymore if you're pregnant and you are struggling let me tell you there is a light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> you will not feel like that forever i immediately felt so much better even though like now you know, especially those first few days, I had completely different um, pains and sensations. And um, I, I had like all my pregnancy pains were gone. All the pain in my hips and my legs were gone. My heartburn was gone. All my belly pains were gone. Like, oh, I did feel the first time I stood up, though, I felt like everything was going to fall out of me. Pretty sure I have some hemorrhoids. <laughs> Other than that. Like, yeah, there's like a little bit of challenge the first few days of trying to get her to latch. But now she's got her latch down. We're breastfeeding so well. Um, and my, nip my nipples feel great. <laughs> I thought I was going to have, and you know, I might still, who knows, but I thought I was going to have like the cracked bleeding nipples. Um, but my nipples feel great. Her latch is really great, which feels good. Um, so there's like, there's new discomfort. But it's so much better than being pregnant. And like immediately, I was really shocked with how immediately my belly was gone. I think I had thought my experience would be to have um, like my whole belly just minus baby still. And that was not my experience at all. So I was really just in awe of how incredible my body is and how incredible women's bodies are. I know I'm almost done, my love. She's, like, ready to wake up. Um, and, 
yeah, I was just like in complete awe looking at myself and immediately like my legs and my ankles and my feet aren't swollen anymore. My face isn't swollen anymore. Um, I feel a sense of like vibrancy again. And even Florian said like, wow, you're so different. He's like, you know, I feel like we really lost a part of you throughout that pregnancy. He's like, I felt like I lost my partner. Um, and you're back. And that was so beautiful because I feel like I'm back. I feel like I'm back. I feel like I'm excited for life again. <laughs> Whereas before I just felt so depleted and so drained. And I just feel like I feel like myself. Um, and I love I love myself. I love who I am. I love my body. The first time I looked in the mirror, I immediately was just like, wow, I love my postpartum body. And I did not think that I was ever going to think that. I thought that my body was going to be, quote unquote, destroyed, um, which is, you know, the narrative that we get from from mainstream society that was not my experience and like every day I'm just loving my body more and oh I started writing a poem about my stretch marks and um yeah mother the mother body um I don't know if you can hear my uh landlord is vacuuming upstairs but anyways um I'm just uh I'm so happy I'm so grateful I'm so fucking proud of myself. Like, I, I'm i so proud of myself for choosing this and continuing to choose it. Even when it was hard. Even when it was scary. Even when it was uncertain. Even, like, throughout every single challenge and question and fear that I felt, I continued to choose this because I, that's that's what called me. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm blown away by myself and I'm really celebrating myself. And now I have this little beautiful bundle that is just my whole heart. And she's just so perfect. I love her so much. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for witnessing. If you've been here from day one, if you've been here from halfway, if you've been here just, this is your first time tuning into the podcast, just thank you for being here and for witnessing and for receiving this and holding this this story. And um, yeah, thank you to all of the love and the congratulations that are pouring our way absolutely pouring and flooding our inbox and and uh comment sections i really yeah i feel i feel so loved and i feel like this baby is so so loved um and yeah that's it that's all i got (laughs) there will be many many more stories to come um I'm not sure what shape this podcast is going to take in the spring, but I know, well, I have a feeling it's going to, it's going to turn more mother-centered, um, still 
you know, storytelling, a lot of storytelling, because that's what I love to do. Um, but just with the season of life that I'm in, I think it's going to be, yeah, my love. I think it's going to be, yeah, anyways, we'll see. We'll see. We'll let it rebirth itself as I have been reborn and um, see where it wants to go. But <sighs> just thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you listening, all of you supporting, all of you witnessing. I'm so grateful and yeah, just so grateful to be here with my little baby in my arms. <laughs> all right. I wish you so much love and I will speak to you in the next episode, whenever that may be. <laughs> <laughs>